Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. What is it about Zach Wilson that has impressed you that maybe, you know, the common fan or, or even us sitting here right now don't see? I don't know how you could not see it. I mean, they won six games. So, you know, he's really athletic. He's got a good arm. Made a lot of big plays for him with his legs and his arm. You know, they use a lot of on, on the line of scrimmage decision-making with the quarterback, RPOs, some checks, things like that. So, I mean, Jets are a good team. They got a lot of good players. He's one of them. The second hour of late night, WEEI is KJ. Let's that rock, Joe, for a little bit. Yeah, Funkadelic. Yeah, this Jets Patriots game is going to be something special. Thanks so much. Look, as much as we've joked about the Jets, and let's just face it, the Jets have been a joke. The first half of that game two weeks ago was no joke for the Patriots. Remember, one penalty, if that player takes, he doesn't take another step and nail Mac Jones, it's a 17-3 game at the half. All of our conversations here in New England could be something completely different. I don't know how you could not see it. I mean, they won six games. <laughs> you got to love Bill sometimes. Like, how do you not see it? Like, they've won six games. Like, so, yeah, here's the thing that I tell people about Zach Wilson. Is that this? I would prefer to have a guy who's in there making mistakes but confidently doing them than to have a guy in there whose shoulders are shrugged even when they do something right. Like, it, Brett, it's the Brett Favre theory, right? Because you can work those things out. Josh Allen was that guy as well. So there are things that Zach Wilson has at a base skill that if he is just kind of like, think if you have a pet, right? Like a dog is what, seven years to a human? So really for the first two years of your dog, it's like dealing with a kid and a teenager. But once that dog hits about four years old, they're like, this is my best friend. No, because the dog's 28. It's relaxed. It's not chewing up furniture. It's not going after people when it comes in the house. That's why you feel comfortable. It's like, oh, he won't do anything. You're really talking about a dog that's at least five, six, seven years old. The dog is like in his 40s by that point. He's not bothering anybody in the house as long as you're not putting your face in his bowl. Zach Wilson, just with time, will be able to get to a point where I think he's going to be very deadly. I I can kind of see that. But 
again, I think this will be an elimination game between the Jets and the Patriots, and there are going to be some things that the Patriots have to do exceptionally well to cover up things that have not been exceptionally good so far. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. Uh, let's go to Paul in Westfield, man. Thanks for the call. It's always good to hear from you. Where's KJ in the queue? Yo, what's going on, man? Well, finally, the great one and the greatest KJ have come back. KJ, I couldn't hear you in a while, man. Good to hear your voice. You're still kicking and turning it over. I got good news and great news for you. Yeah, Tuesdays and Wednesdays you can find me here. It, it, it's been kind of like a catch I, I, I've literally been Leonardo DiCaprio uh, catch me if you can, right? So Tuesdays and Wednesdays is where you can catch me uh, at this time. Um, Paul, what's on your mind regarding the Patriots? Well, sir, first of all, I have good news for you and great news. Uh, you're joking about the Taylor Swift thing, and I went through like a Swift version where I said, I don't know, that type of music isn't my thing, and that was apparently 10 years ago. And yeah. then she became iconic with like seven Grammys, eight, can't count, and then the shake it off, there's no sense in obsessing and stressing. So right to the point, this girl who spent almost 15 to 20 years of her life worshiping her, they follow her like a goddess, and she can be yeah. uh, inspiring to them. But that money is, you go, girl, would you not take the money? If they were offering you 22000 to be on the floor, would you say no? Yeah, I wouldn't go. I I mean, I mean if anything, you know what I would so do? I would take that money, money and walk it straight to Connecticut to Scooter Braun's house. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, mean, I mean, Scooter's my Scooter's my guy, and so that's why I know some things that I just kind of was like, you know, you could give me $100,000, I wouldn't go to a Taylor Swift show. Not not anything about her. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm just saying there are just things that I know, and I, I'd stay away. And I'm sure this will get back to her. Okay, <laughs> Patriots. You know, her, her parties on the 4th of July were famous and notorious, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I slept through that. Uh, yeah. So, you, what? You, what about the Patriots? This Jets game, or is on your mind, Paul? Well, it's not just that. It's it's where we are at the point of the season. Now, just say wrong or stop me if if any of these simple points aren't All in right. fact the current matter. The great teams, Green Bay and Tampa, not so great this year. Uh, the middle teams, it's a hodgepodge of I got you, you got me, except for Philly, who finally got beat yesterday. This from this season on. It's open game in an odd way we don't usually see. There's no yeah. clear dominant or true or false. Yeah, Houston is the only one that's really holding up the, boy, they're really bad at the half point. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Houston has been consistent, yes. Continue. Yes, sir. In the Ninth Circuit Court in Texas, Maricopa County. But, hey, here's the ending point. Uh, offense put up points, <clears throat> as KJ or any veteran knows, defense wins championships. And when Judon Wiseman and the other third wrecking machine are on point, and Judon with the most sacks. When you get double pressure and then weak side pressure exposure, when, when like with Judon, the most sacks, and that defense can screw up any quarterback's ability because if he can't be protected and covered, he's not throwing. When you put them two things together, we're just as much there as anybody else. And we had no chance going against the Jets, and you saw what happened. <laughs> Paul, thanks Next. for the call. And uh, yeah, hang out, because in about 30 minutes, I've got a great pro wrestling story for you that just transpired over the last couple of days. It's always good to hear from you, Paul. And anybody who calls here at this time of night, God bless you, man. You know what? I know what I would be doing at this time of night. And my wife would be like, stop. I'm like, come on, we're married. That's the whole thing. Why would, like, I bought a license. Look, I'm totally 100% on board. In fact, I think the Patriots, and I've always thought this going into the season, would still have a top 10 defense 
just because there's no way Belichick can run around with a 22nd-ranked defense while you're still trying to figure out the offense. So the defense was always going to kind of cover some of the sins. I just didn't know that it was really going to have its own cathedral for the offense. And so, yes, absolutely, this Jets game, if there's a great equalizer to what the Jets might be able to do overall as a team, the Patriots are better defensively than anything that the Jets do offensively or defensively. Even maybe even throw special teams in there. So in order for this game really to be won by the Patriots, early and often, you got to get the turnovers. If you get the turnovers going early and give the offense a short field, then you may get confidence in the offense where you're like, okay, Patricia, you you can't call great off you can't call good offensive plays from from 50, 25 yards out. Then yeah, the, the the noise will get louder. But at least the defense would have done its job. In fact, that's kind of what they did in the Jets game. I think four times the Patriots started in plus territory, chalked it up to defense and special teams. Where the Patriots may have some issues is with Josh Allen. You got him twice, Kyler Murray. Um, Tua. So the defense tends to struggle with, you know, quarterbacks with speed, and they've only they've seen three so far. Tua, uh, the Ravens, and the Bears, and those are all losses. So look, I if you take it week by week, then this week, I like where the where the Patriots sit because this is one of the games that I thought even going into the season, this is a game that the, the, the Patriots can have, and it wouldn't change anything from saying, hey, maybe they beat the Jets twice. It's just that no one saw the Jets being six and a, a six and three at this point. Um, but Mac Jones has got he's, he's and and again I've said that Mac Jones will be the quarterback for the rest of the year, no matter how bad or good he looks. I just think there'll be some reevaluation at the end of the year. But here's Mac when he was notified that they have three games in twelve days. Uh, three games in twelve days. How challenging is that? Is that schedule with all those games in such a short period of time? Yeah, that's a. I didn't know that, so that's pretty. Definitely a lot, but kind of just focus on the Jets, and obviously it's a big one coming up here. So that's what we try to do is just focus on, you know, our next game, and this is a, probably one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So, so Wes, you really didn't realize like how many games you guys had in such a short period of time. Like that's <laughs> legitimately one one game at a time. Then I guess proof. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's. That's how it is, right? I guess sometimes towards the end of the year you get the you got a bunch of bunch of games that can stack up on you, but like I said, just focusing on how we can be better and focus on ourselves and then obviously understand the opponent that we're gonna go against here and like I said, they're playing as best as anybody in the NFL right now, so we just gotta be ready to go. Okay. I will give Mac a benefit of the doubt saying it's just a one game at a time thing. But at the same time, if you've got three games in 12 days, you can't tell me that, yes, you're looking at Jets film, but you also have to start looking at film for the Thursday night game as well with the Vikings because their most recent game they played will be their last game. They don't play on Sunday. So here's here here's how shocked Baloney, Fourier, and Mega were when they went back and asked them this question again. You really didn't realize like how many games you guys had in such a short period of time. Like that's legitimately one one game at a time. Then I guess proof. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's wow. So he he didn't know. Now again, at this point, I don't know if I would be comfortable with Mac Jones being able to discuss. Yeah, the three games coming up. We've got this. We've got that. We've got that. 
when you, knowing that if something bad goes happen, if something bad happens Sunday, the first thing that's going to be said is, oh, he was thinking ahead three games, and why is he not paying attention to this game and so forth? I think Mac really has to look at this game kind of the way that Rocky and Apollo Creed sat down and watched how Rocky just absolutely got destroyed by Clubber Lang. I didn't know that, so. Yeah. You, you, you need to be aware. But lose this game, I don't see how the Patriots maintain that seventh and last spot, what they currently have in the playoffs. That's what's shocking. With everything that's going on, with all the storylines of what's been happening, what hasn't been happening, and a backup quarterback actually getting jersey sales in a store, and you've got you've got a couple of guys who have these seems like a, a maybe a, on a scale of one to a hundred, maybe a one or two in terms of clue of how to run an offense, and yet this team is still in the playoff hunt. At some point, you almost have to wonder. Is this team blessed or is a curse on its way? I'm going to go with blessed because with the Jets in front of them, there's still a chance for them to get to the playoffs with maybe maybe nine wins. Who knows? We continue the Patriots talk here late night with KJWEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Still to come, we'll play dead or alive. It's a new game here. Well, you don't win anything, but you'll play along, and it's kind of like kill the man on the hill. It's a lot of fun that's coming, but now let's uh, let's, uh, trend with Joe Braverman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York Giants, was up in New England for four years as a tight ends coach. Does this surprise you at all, the kind of success that he's had when he came down here as a first-time head coach with the New York Giants? No surprise at all. He's a player's guy. I actually saw Xavier McKinney, and he talked about having Dave's in the building, easy going, fun time, different than when Judge was there, and I think all the players are enjoying it, and they're playing hard for Dave's right now. Wow. <laughs> Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ, 617-779-7937, the text line 37937, still to come, one of the childhood icons of my youth, and I butted heads in a good way. I'll tell you about that in about 20 minutes. That's Devin McCourty. During the bye week, he was able to go on the CBS pregame show and give his thoughts of pretty much while Dayball works and while Joe Judge didn't in New York. And now, 
here's what I'll say just from knowing the McCourty twins a little bit. That's very out of skin in terms of discussing indirectly coaching on your current staff. Now, he he did predicate it by saying, hey, I spoke to another player, and this is what they were saying. So I don't necessarily think that McCourty's saying, oh, Dable is much better than Judge. I, I think that's... I think that's what it comes off as, but I think it was very smart on Devin's part to say, hey, I spoke to and gave the name versus saying, hey, I'm hearing from players, which is something totally different. But he gave a name. That's good journalism. There's his source. He says, yes, it's a lot of fun. Da, 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 da. It's much different than when Joe Judge was here. I think also the other thing is Devin McCourty hasn't really been a controversial kind of guy, so it kind of just like takes you back a little bit to see McCourty make a comment like this. Well, here's the other part of it. It doesn't necessarily surprise me, and here's why. Because McCourty is probably the most trusted guy on that team, him and Matthew Slater for sure. Those are the most trusted Belichick guys, right? So Belichick would already have to approve him going up there, and I don't think it's anything. You, again, here's what I say about the the genius of Belichick is don't believe you don't know what's going to happen in advance. Like, I still don't believe that he didn't know it was Brian Flores texting him and it was and, and thought it was Brian Dable, right? Like, come on, your phone. Like, there's no way you just put BD, B, Brian in your phone and be like, oh, okay, it's Brian. No. I'm just saying. But McCourty kind of taps into probably a bit of an insight of what we're seeing show up on the field. Again, going into the season where you're like, is it going to be Joe Judge? Is it going to be Matt Patricia? Joe Judge is the quarterback coach. The quarterback is struggling. Maybe that's an insight into why Bailey Zappi seemed to take this stuff. And while Mac Jones doesn't, there could be a bit of a rejection, right? Because sometimes with some players, it's all in the approach. So if Josh McDaniels is coming to, to Mac Jones a certain way last year, and Joe Judge is coming in a different approach, that produces adverse effects, then we're getting a little more peeled onions of what may be going on. So while everybody's like, Patricia's horrible with the play calling, it could be in the quarterback's room. And you just don't know. Look, Joe Judge has a very G.I. Joe, no pun intended, demeanor. Very military-esque. You know, make the bet up when you get up in the morning. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. You know, well, what are you doing? You're leaving the room and you're not making up the bed? And and maybe that little glimpse into what all the circus that's been going on, Devin McCourty might have revealed it a little bit on that CBS pregame. All right, but I'll tell you right now. So Ty Law was on the Greg Hill show early this morning, Ty Law Tuesdays, very revealing and adventurous. Last year it was avo- last week it was avoiding a coyote. This week He's talking about Devin McCourty going on in the CBS pregame and uh, not a fan. I mean, there's certain things you're supposed to keep to yourself. You know, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, but, you know, he he should have just kept that one to himself because people tend to blow that out of proportion and run with it. He was saying what other guys uh, have said in the locker room, but, you know, it's just certain things you don't say, and he made a mistake. Yes, he apologized, as you said, to uh, Joe Judge, but – you know, you just got to think before you speak sometimes. But, I mean, it, it it happens. Yeah. I mean, that's what Dave Chappelle was saying on Saturday Night Live. Some things you just don't say out loud. And 
That's why I'm surprised, but not shocked, that Devin McCourty said that. Because he's this far in his to, into his career. You know, James White, who's getting into a professional career, is not going to say something like that. Because even though, you, you know, even though you're not going to be playing anymore, you're still very close to the situation. And you just don't want to ruffle feathers when you're starting something anew. Devin McCourty, I think he's just like, you know what, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. And I can hear it in Ty Law's voice kind of like, oh, come on, man, you kind of know the rules. Go all in for team. That includes your coaches, too. Here's Bill Belichick on his thoughts on Devin McCourty's appearance on CBS. Well, I mean, as you know, all the things we do go through our media relations department. So how those things get processed and so forth. I don't know. Just trying to coach a team. And, um, so you're cool with the players trying to find like media gigs throughout the year. I'm like, oh, if you got some free time, want to try and uh, get grab a media gig? It's all good. Yeah. Again, those things are handled through our media relations department. Yeah. Bill reminding the tenants of the Patriot way manage expectation that falls under manage expectations and go all in for team. So. Yes, you understand that players are going to be looking towards what their future looks like. And yes, players see what the landscape is like, that you have to have some type of persona or a little bit of, you know, electricity value to you, like a little bit, you know. And that's what Devin McCourty provided. A little That sounds more like a a cattle brander right there. And and I think some, some of them get that. Unfortunate because I think well eventually you'll have a lot of players trying to outdo each other. And sometimes when I hear players, because here's the thing, like when I'm up here, I'm not here to give you a bunch of numbers. I I hated math class. Well, I'll give you numbers when you need them, but my goodness, let's just talk like we're in the living room and having brews, if you can have brews. And some of the players who all they've done is play football and they clearly see this as another path to go. I should start. A, I should just. I should just start coach. I should be a media coach, Joe. I really should. I should be a media coach. Announce my retirement from the industry because these guys can pay me a lot more. Just trying to coach a team. Just trying to coach a team, and that's where Belichick has to. That's where he has to fall in. He can't make any statements about that because now you get into is he chastising a player in public, and it rolls into something bigger. You know how the snowballs go with the media. You know. Someone says hot shoe. You'd be like, oh my gosh, he said something offensive. It's like, no, he just sneezed. No, you didn't hear the words he said. When I sneeze, I go, ha ha chew. No, no. You know how I get that hand. And so I think, again, that what Devin McCourty said was a little bigger window into what fans are trying to figure out like, what is going on with this team? I think, do you think it affects them on the field in a certain way? I personally don't think it does because McCord is a defensive guy and Joe Judge is an offensive guy. Well, I think it doesn't affect, uh, it's not going to affect them on the field because Devin McCourty is a team leader, right? And so if it's a team leader who's saying these things, it's not like, hey, one of the, you know, the new guys, it's not like Bailey Zappi is going to come up and say, hey, Devin, what you said, I, I didn't really appreciate what you said on the, no. The way football works, the way the locker room works is as the leaders go, so goes the team. So Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, those guys are going to have the full-on attention of the entire locker room because they are the elder statesman. And when the elder statesman makes a statement like that, 
it could be to kind of solidify the players and the team to say, I just kind of let a little, I just kind of like release this little balloon for people to understand that I got to protect this team better than probably it's being protected. And I think that might just be to protect Mac Jones because that's who's been bombarded the most. No questions. No questions. If, if, If anything, and kind of unfairly in some regards as well, is that Mac Jones has taken a bigger hit on the storyline than Patricia and Judge has, right? Because that's where the heat was at the beginning, but you knew that Bill was going to circle the wagons around Patricia and Judge. And at the beginning of the season, I said, at what point does someone straight up ask Belichick, what grade do you give the offensive play calling? That question still has not been answered or even asked, I don't think, at this point. So who gets the collateral damage? Mac Jones. So Devin McCourty probably rallied the players a little bit, more so than it being a detriment, because if he says Joe Judge by name, then you say, okay, who does Joe Judge directly have coaching over? It's Mac Jones. I think that's just where it is. So I won't be in tomorrow night because of uh, Fourier's 25 hours, uh, the race for the cure. To raise three hundred thousand dollars, I'll tell you more about that and how you get involved. In about fifteen minutes, but I won't get into the preview. Usually on Wednesdays, I get into the preview of the games and give you like NFL lines. I couldn't do all that in one show tonight, so it's just one night this week. Foyer be up here tomorrow night doing twenty five hours. Still wondering how he's even going to win this catch off on Thursday morning. Like, boy, that's really a good thing that people aren't really betting actual money because I, there's no way I can bet on a guy who's would been up what twenty straight hours at that point. 18 hours, and then he's going to try and catch balls from a jug machine? No way. Did you see it on Instagram, though? Like, he was kind of struggling a little bit off the jugs machine getting some practice. <laughs> There's a lot of things Fourier struggles with. Again, we used to have an office right next to each other. <laughs> Let's just say I would walk by, and I'm like, man, I got to close this door, brother. You were killing this corner where we used to be over on 20 Guest Street. Like, oh, brother, I've got to walk past that office, man. I used to feel for Glenn, <laughs> for Glenn and Lou in that office. I was like, it's gotta be. It's gotta be horrible in there. So I'm just kidding. I'm somewhat. It's a little inside baseball there. But if the Patriots can get an effective, definitive win against the Jets, then put themselves two games clear of 500. Now you're talking about a six and four team, and you would want to be a six and four team going into the meat of your battle. You'd have a Thursday night game against one of the best. Te- probably, I would say maybe the argu- argumentatively the best team in the league in Minnesota after what they did in Buffalo. And you're like, hey, maybe maybe you get primetime Kirk Cousins. And if you get primetime Kirk Cousins and the defense is lights out in Minnesota on Thanksgiving and pulls off a win, now the conversation about the Patriots completely changes. I don't know. The way they played against Buffalo, man, what a game, by the way. Just but, Jefferson is elite. Well, now, here's the thing. It's still Kirk Cousins. And even in Sunday's game, it was almost, it's still Kirk Cousins, right? So Kirk Cousins still almost lost that game for them. So the Patriots and Bill Belichick's defense may have something for I don't want to get too far ahead. That's why Mac Jones didn't know there was three games in 12 days. But yes, this Jets game is so important to have energy to get onto the interstate of potentially really changing the narrative for good. It doesn't even have to, there doesn't have to be an, an impressive offensive output. You just have to dominate the defense, the dominate the Jets' offense, get turnovers, short field, 
hey, if Nick Folk kicks six field goals get and, and, the, and the Patriots win, we just have to change the narrative saying, you know what? If that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. Nobody was screaming at Peyton Manning was, is, is killing the Broncos the year that they won with averaging 15 points a game. I mean, where they were, they were the worst scoring team in the history of football to win a Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball. But they won the Super Bowl, and that's the goal. Now, am I sitting here telling you that the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Could they shock some people and have seven wins come the 1st of December? That's very real. And if that's the case, it's a different conversation. Even the Bills games now look different. All right. We got to talk about what's going on in the NFL in a new feature called Dead or Alive. Hit it, Joe. You're dead to me, boy. No manja Las Vegas and no manja Miami. It's alive, it's alive. It's alive. All right, let's start in the NFC East where the Eagles have finally lost the game. But we can make this real easy. They're still alive. It's alive. The New York Giants at 7-2. and two. There's a part of me that still finds it hard to believe that they are going to eventually be in the playoffs. But for right now, they're alive. alive. The Cowboys. Look, they're 6-3. and three. They look embarrassing against Green Bay. Dak Prescott did look very good. CeeDee Lamb looked very good. While a lot of people are ready to write off the Cowboys, I think they may be one of the more dangerous teams when we get to the playoffs. They're alive. The Washington Commanders. What a story. Tyler Heineke is just showing that, hey, look, I'm the quarterback of this team. You don't need the redheaded Carson Wentz to come stink it up. And what do you know with the Commanders would be the seventh team in the NFC if the playoffs started today. Who would thought I would ever say this this season? The Commanders are alive. To the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings, who I believe may be the best team in the NFC. People didn't believe that they would outdo the Packers, that eventually they would come back down. I just don't see it. Yeah, they're alive. The Packers saved themselves from death last week against the Cowboys. At 4-6, and six, they're literally only a game behind the Commanders for that last spot in the wild card. So, the Packers are actually alive. The Lions are 3-6, and six and Jared Goff is going to become a poster boy of what not to be. If I was in Mac Jones's ear, I would say... Do not become Jared Goff. One year all pro. Get up some numbers. They don't get very high. And then you don't do much. The Lions with all that excitement with Dan Campbell, they're dead. You're dead. And you know it. Despite the excitement from the Bears and Justin Come on. Fields. That guy has got that city on fire. I've never seen a city so excited about a team at 3-7 and seven who's dead. You're dead, and you know it. In the NFC South, where the entire division looks like they're dead, 
there's actually a couple teams who are living. And of course, the Bucks winning in Germany are now at 505 and 5. And Tom Brady is 2 and 0 since he's divorced. <laughs> but Giselle, she's really winning because, I mean, she's going down to Brazil and doing that stuff. Yeah, oh, oh, by the way, yeah. The Bucks, they're alive. The Atlanta Falcons, who are 4 and 6, are only one game behind the Bucks. And they're still alive. But the Carolina Panthers, look, Baker Mayfield headbutting his players with no helmet on pretty much shows how kind of brain dead the team is and maybe the guy is and the Panthers. Baker Mayfield will be back in there again and you'll just see how dead the Panthers are. You're dead and you know it. I am shocked that the New Orleans Saints are in such bad shape they're in. With this division being so bad, there are a couple games they should have won. There's no reason why they should have lost to Pittsburgh. They, that game they lost to Arizona was embarrassing. I, they're dead. You're dead, and you know it. Now the NFC West, that's pretty interesting right here because the Seattle Seahawks, even with a loss, still lead the NFC West. But for this week, they're alive. It's alive! Here come the 49ers in Playboy Jimmy at 5-4. and four. The team that had a losing record at one point are alive and dangerous. The Cardinals are 4-6, and six and they look so dead. Coaching change was talked about. What's going on with Kyler Murray? Wasn't getting it done. DeAndre Hopkins was gone. Well, now DeAndre Hopkins is back, and they may be figuring some things out. When I tell you that the Patriots-Cardinals game is going to be a big one, it's going to be big because the Cardinals are still alive. The Rams, oh my gosh, you want to talk about tanking for Wanabaya? <laughs> At 3-6, and six, Cooper Cup had surgery on an ankle. Matthew Stafford's out with a concussion. I know Aaron Donald's probably like, I re-signed up for this. The Rams, the Super Bowl champions, are dead. You're dead, and you know it. I'm going to start with the A. At the AFC West, I'm going to start there because you got some fascinating stories there. The Kansas City Chiefs, let's just call it what it is. They're alive. The Chargers at 5-4, and four, despite losing this past week, are dangerous, and they're right behind the Patriots for that seventh spot in the wild card. Watch out because despite the injuries... The Chargers are alive. Wow. If I told you that the Denver Broncos, their defense was number one in the AFC in points allowed, <laughs> but they're last in points scored. The Broncos, man, they're dead. You're dead, and you know it. The Raiders, all the talk. Josh McDaniels, can they get rid of him? What are they going to do? Josh McDaniels is alive, but the team is dead. You're dead, and you know it. In the AFC South, a weird division where Tennessee leading at 6-3 and three and Tannehill coming back. They're not doing a lot of scoring, and that may come back to bite them, but they're alive. It's alive. The Indianapolis Colts at 4-5-1. and one. With that win over the Raiders... They're only a game and a half out of the lead from the Titans. It'll be tough for them to get a wild card, so they'll have to win the division. But Jeff Saturday, I think, is going to be a story amongst stories. 
The Colts right now are still alive. The Jaguars, yeah, they look sexy the first couple of games, but they're 3-7. and seven. They're dead. You're dead, and you know it. Let me get the stick out for the Texans. Come on, do something. 1-7-1, do something. Yeah, the Texans are dead. You're dead, and you know it. The Baltimore Ravens lead the AFC North at 6-3, and three, but it's a tight division at the top. Baltimore's still alive. He's alive! The Cincinnati Bengals right now on the outside looking in on the playoffs. They're, they would be like 8th or ninth. They're dangerous, and they're very much alive. alive. Hey, guess what's coming alive? Deshaun Watson's coming back to the Cleveland Browns, but at 3-6, and six, it's not enough. <laughs> so thank goodness it's dead. You're dead, and you know it. Just roll over, roll over. You're Steelers. Dead, <laughs> you know it. Keep that towel on, brother. Uh, Steelers 3-6, and six, rebuilding year. They may have their first losing season straight up this year, but they got a rookie quarterback. I wonder what it means for the future of Mike Tomlin. Um, the, the Steelers are dead. You're dead, and you know it. And now to the AFC East. The Miami Dolphins at 7-3, and three, and they have the tiebreaker against both the Bills, and they're ahead of the Jets. The Miami Dolphins, they're alive. The Jets at 6-3. and three. Great story, but they have Zach Wilson, and I think the mistakes may cost them some more. To me right now, the Jets are technically dead. You're dead, and you know it. Yeah, that's a shocker because the Bills, who are behind them at 6-3, and three, they're still alive. He's alive! And right now, even though the Patriots are at the seventh spot at five and four, a lot has to happen, and I think it might be too much. Can I keep him in purgatory? I'm going to keep it because they're half dead, half alive. You're dead. He's alive. Yeah, we still got to wait and see. And that's dead or alive here on Late Night with KJ. Each week, the dead ones stay dead. And we see which alive ones start dying. We wrap up the show next here on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I mean, hard to get dragged into that one. You know, a lot of times expired since those guys have played, but... Yeah, just catching hands. Yeah. Yeah, I'd put, put a wiggy up there with anybody. Yeah. Nice wigs. <laughs> All right. I would take uh, wiggy's hands against really probably pretty much anybody.
Late night, WEI. It's KJ. That's Bill Belichick saying he would take Wiggy's hands over Fourier's hands in the catch-off Thursday morning, which will be part of Christian's 25-hour crusade for a cure. The goal to raise over $300,000 for diabetes. Um, Starts 2 p.m. Wednesday. You'll hear him tomorrow night during this time all the way, including during the catch-off. We'll be there's see what was it on November fourth, so almost two weeks ago I broke it down that yeah, in Wiggy's last three seasons in the league he had like 150 catches, so I would go with Wiggy at that time and his catch percentage is five percent better than Foyer. I think I'm also gonna go with Wiggy too. I thought about it, but and I'm I'm right there with you. I think yeah, Wiggy's gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy the character on the on 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 the radio. Like I mean I don't say character, but don't buy the thing on the radio. Think about the guy like. Dude caught what twelve balls in the snow in the snow game. You know, like I look. I mean, it, it'd be a great contest at BC, and you want to donate because that is a great cause to get to that three hundred thousand dollar goal. Go make sure you go to weei.com. You can start doing that now. Get Christian a heads up because uh, I love to see him win the goal of three hundred thousand dollars and yet lose really badly to Wiggy in the catch off. So something crazy happened earlier this weekend. Well, early over the weekend. And this is kind of like before Twitter and social media, but growing up, one of like my big like childhood stars was this wrestler named Sergeant Slaughter. And by chance, Sergeant Slaughter lived like a couple of neighborhoods over from us. And back in the day when Slaughter was a bad guy, like at the time, he was like beating up on Bob Backlund, who was the equivalent of like some MIT guy starting some crypto thing. And he was just really boring. So Slaughter, I remember, beats up Backlund on this thing called a Harvard stress test trying to go up and down these stairs, and everybody hated Backlund. I mean, everybody hated Slaughter for it. Then Slaughter was the bad guy, and they used to write Go Home Gomer on his door of his building. Like, he was the first one of the first entrepreneurs I'd ever seen because he had owned, he bought the entire building that he lived in. But people knew which door he lived in, and you could always see Go Home Gomer painted on his door. You'd see him around town in his his limousine is a, he had a, oh, uh, what do you call it? Camouflage limousine. You're like, oh my God, Sergeant Slaughter was that like at the, at the grocery store. You're like, no way. Oh, it was like a, a camel Hummer or something like yeah, that. Yeah. No, this is, he used to have a, oh, this stretch, is a legit limo. He used to have a legit limo that was camouflage. And when he showed up, it was like greater than the ice cream, man. You're like, yo, Sergeant Slaughter's here. So then Slaughter becomes like a good guy and people stop painting go home gomer on his door and they start painting his doors making sure there's fresh coats of paint when he was out for a period of time i hit slaughter up on twitter it's like hey my hero from thousand oaks man i know some people that painted go home gomer on your door he laughed gave me back a salute and we follow each other maybe that's how twitter should work funny stories ties to your childhood and everybody gets a laugh. Well, you know what that means. Now you got to get him on the program. You got to get him on here. Listen here, maggot. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I might as well ask him to get here. Probably when we get around WrestleMania time, I'll see if I can get him on the show for sure. He can give a stern this. talking to like the coaching staff of the Pats and be like, what are you doing with Mac Jones? Yeah, they wouldn't buy it because it is pro wrestling. At WEEI on Twitter, at KJ Carson on Twitter as well. At KJ Carson IG on Instagram. Have a great Tuesday. Talk to you again Tuesday night here on WEEI. See you. T 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 